Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Conversations with QFIN. This is Logan. Hey, guys, it's Rebecca, and welcome to episode six. Oh, my gosh. We're back, <laughs> Every single time we record, we're like, I can't believe we're recording like, the, the sixth next episode. episode or the fifth. Uh, just wait for the seventh. I know, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> So, how have we been doing? I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. Yeah. We've released an episode, but... Yes. The last time we recorded was before the QFIN conference. Right. Which was January, mid of middle of January. Mm-hmm. The conference was really fun. Awesome. Um, I have to say the food, again, was amazing. Top tier. I love to hear it. I remember telling you that the last yes. conference, the food was awesome. Mm-hmm. This was just so oh, good so good and Montreal's so cool and just such a yeah. great place to have it I feel like too. yeah the venue is amazing too mm-hmm. it's like a cabaret oh I love it's called that. like Leon d'Or Ooh, I don't oh, know if yes. I said that right but, um yeah no the venue is good the speakers were awesome uh the food was amazing love it and everyone rocked their outfits the pictures were super like, cute were if you haven't seen them go look at the Cufin Instagram yeah no the they pictures are, are awesome so yeah, that so was yeah. like, I feel like the last time I re- recorded, mm-hmm. but um, recent events, we just had the Super Bowl. So fun. We are football girls. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. I'm kidding. I was never a football girl. Me neither. Ever in my entire life until Miss Taylor. Right. Okay. Until she Ms. got Taylor. you into it. Yeah. There we go. Maybe. Okay. This is an NFL PR scheme. The whole Travis Kelsey. I don't know, but people think it is, right? I think it's real. It has to be. She would never do that, I don't think. She doesn't need a PR scandal. That's what I was going to say. It was like, why does Taylor Swift need PR? No. She doesn't. And I don't really think the NFL needs PR either, but out of the two of them, the NFL would need it the most. (laughs) Yeah, Um, honestly. But yes, so the Super Bowl, it did happen. And yes, I'm not also, I'm not really a football girl. I do like sports. Um, I commentate for the Queen's Gales, but... You do. I do. Wait, I meant to ask you, do you... What games do you commentate? I do. Well, I'm down for volleyball, basketball, and hockey, but I mostly do volleyball, and it's not, like, super often. I don't do every single game, because they have away games. I was at the volleyball games Friday and the Saturday. The last one? Oh, I was not commentating oh, on those ones. I was going to say, I was looking Unfortunately, for you I didn't I know. know if you were doing those ones. Yes, usually I'm behind with like a microphone or a headset yeah. where the bro- they're broadcasting it, but it's a lot of fun. But I don't do football and I don't understand football. Yeah, so, so. over the winter break when I was like, okay, obviously I want to watch to see if Taylor yeah. is there. <laughs> um, and my dad is a huge football fan. Oh, mine too. I was like, I can't watch this like, what is it, two hour, three hour it's game with like not knowing anything that's going on. No. So I got my dad to tell me what was going on. And now I feel like I know a good amount about what yeah. football, like the rules and how the game works. That's and good. The points I, I feel like someone has explained it to me a million times and I still don't get it. Like why are, they stop the play every five seconds yeah. and there's a first down second down I don't know there's yeah there's a lot of downs Um, but it was really entertaining yeah I will say this game I enjoyed it my friends and I went to Jack Astor's and watched from like 5 30 p.m to 11 30 p.m that's fun it was so fun I feel like were there a lot of people there who it was yeah it was packed it It was quite funny actually we had a good table we were kind of in the middle of everything but it was it was a really fun time even though we don't love football but we like the vibes yeah 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 (laughs) Totally. Um, and so what did you think about the halftime show? Yes. You okay. tell me your thoughts before I tell you my Okay, thoughts. okay. Personally, I really enjoyed it up until the ending. I think he needed a better finale than what he had. I th- he was just doing yeah. Like, oh, he was like, he was kept like, chanting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, you know, what, fair. Like, that's a great song. But 
but I did like the rest of it and I felt bad for him because everybody was like who wants Usher at the, at the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show and I was like I do like don't we do we not all resonate with him I feel like yeah. I grew up listening to those, those yeah songs. me too he's underrated maybe okay in some st- circumstances anyways what did you think okay so basically I was really excited for it because as you said, I feel like we kind of did grow up a little bit with yeah. Usher because he discovered Justin Bieber, and then that's, that's how so I knew true. about Usher. And I was really excited. I know he's a dancer, mm-hmm. and I like to dance, too. He definitely so danced. Yes, he, he definitely did dance. danced. And then it happened, and I think <laughs> while I was while it was happening, me and my housemate, Ella, we were watching it on our TV. Mm-hmm. And we were just, like, kind of shocked and overwhelmed the whole time. There was a lot going on. I felt like... Because it, it started with, like, circus theme. And right. all the dancers were wearing different things, which they I think is number one different problem. Things. Yeah. Oh, If you're okay. having a dancer group, everyone should be wearing the same yeah, costume. I, I did notice that. That's so it funny. It was really I was like, wow, overwhelming. that's a choice. Yeah. And then it then people were, like, being thrown in the air. Yep. During a rave. Roller skates. And roller skates came out. He did a solo. I liked a solo. I did. Oh, it was good. And I then that roller skates came there. on. He almost fell on his roller skates. I know. I saw that too when he went through the legs. Yeah. Yeah. That was Alicia Keys slayed. It was amazing. The red it and was gorgeous. the veil coming out. Incredible. It was really good. And then, it, like, <laughs> it, there were pole dancers. Yes. You're right. And yep. then, <laughs> that did happen. And then, I, and then, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they were worried it wasn't going to be big enough. Yeah. So, so they're they like, we need the, the roller skates. We need yeah. the pole dancers. We need the contortions. Everyone we need the is in a different costume. We need like <laughs> the rave. It was crazy. We need Usher to uh, be spelled out on the on field. <laughs> Alicia Keys. Yeah. Usher, you need to actually like cuddle Alicia Keys on stage. <laughs> Did yeah, oh my God. Yeah. That was really uncomfortable that was a for lot. me. Anyway, um, so I thought that it was really overwhelming yeah. and overstimulating, but I think that he really did try really hard. I agree. I think he, I will say, I think what made me like it, he looked like he was having the time of he his did. life, which was adorable. Yeah. And he was working really hard to make yeah. it a good, and so I thought that was good. He was good. having a good time. However, we did watch Rihanna's halftime Super Bowl. Right. Did you watch it, like, right, right after? after? Oh. And it was just it's so, so much, much better. better. You can't give us Rihanna and then Yeah. The and that's what I thought was um, a big difference was that Rihanna ended by herself and Usher right. ended with everyone. Everyone on stage. And it's like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he, that man can move, though. He can't. I, I wish, I think I wish, instead of him doing the rollerblade section, mm-hmm. dan- it should have been a dance section. Okay, no, no rollerblades, roller just dance. I can see it. You I can know? see both. The rollerblade. I literally, like, what I kept saying over and over again to my friends, I was like, that man's on rollerblades. He's doing that on rollerblades. I was shocked. Because yeah, I can't, was, like, walk straight. Good. So it was, it was pretty incredible. So definitely a lot of um, training. Mm-hmm. Some core strength, yes. too. Who were you cheering for? Did you have a team? Definitely the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. And I was cheering for the 49ers, everybody. Why? (laughs) Because because Taylor isn't on that that side. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm not actually kidding. Um I don't know. My dad was cheering for the 49ers. Okay, honestly. And then I love an underdog. And everyone was like everyone likes the Chiefs because Mm -hmm. of Taylor, right? Which fair. And I guess like Patrick Mahomes, they think he's a Yeah, yeah. That, he did not look well. They kept, like, panning the camera to him. He looks sad. Maybe he always mm. looks like that, actually. I don't know. He just, he looked upset. <laughs> I don't know why I was feeling bad for Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, he won in the end, so. He did, he did. I felt bad for Christian McCaffrey, and. 
yeah. everybody else. You know when they cut in the Super Bowl to the team that lost? Yeah, and, and like the, the confetti. confetti. Yeah, oh, I know. I, I don't think I could do that. I wouldn't come back from that one. No, that was that was sad. So did you wash it at home? Yes. Oh, okay, because I was gonna ask if you wore like a specific little outfit or something. No, I did but not. I did. I well, me and my friends, we all wore red because both teams were red. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore like an Ohio State sweatshirt. Yeah, it was super cute. Mm-hmm. It was I cut saw. off. There were bows. Everybody, I know you were waiting <laughs> for that. There were bows. Involved. Bows are in twenty twenty four. They are. I think we've decided. We've said it. Yeah. It's also, official. like. Why not? I know. They're easy. They're fun. Yeah. They're cute. Anyways, let us get into... Oh, never mind. Um, so it's almost reading week. <laughs> so true. <laughs> what are your plans for reading week? Tell us all about them. Uh, well, oh, yes. We were just talking about this before we started recording. Yes. But reiterate for the fans. I will. My or the <laughs> listeners. fans. <laughs> I hope they're fans. And not haters. No, no haters. Even if they're haters, they're still listening. They're still giving us that so Spotify. True. Okay. So, yes, my plans for spring break, reading week, are very up in the air. I am definitely supposed to go to Mexico with my really good friends and my housemates. However, I have been experiencing some deafness in my left ear, and I have been told that this is not good to go on a plane with. So, I'm very much in limbo deciding am I gonna go or am I like risk it on the plane or do I just kind of take the week and rest and recuperate and try to actually get rid of this um so yeah that's what we're dealing with but you know what not to put a downer on anything because either decision actually I've come to peace with and I've been like you know what whatever decision I make I'm believing that that's what's meant to be Mm -hmm. so I'm just gonna roll with it that's Um, a good plan yeah that's what's coming up I think if I if I don't go I'll definitely probably like hang around Kingston for a little bit because I know a couple people who are staying here and then I'm hoping to do like some sort of (laughs) driving day trips like either I would love to go to New York actually if I stay that would be so much fun or um just Toronto Montreal that sort of thing but yes what are your plans well speaking of I'm going to New York (laughs) you are no way okay well then let's go like (laughs) I'm I'm flying out Oh, um, can't do the plane. I'll have to drive and meet exactly. you. <laughs> I'm flying out with my housemate, Emmy, and my Aww. friend, Phoebe. Mm-hmm. And we're just doing, like, a little four-day girls trip. That's so fun. I'm really excited <sighs> I because I, like, New York is, I feel like, the place where I feel most attracted to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I no, feel like I everyone understand. has this one place. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's New York. And I had been, like, I think three times before mm-hmm. COVID. And... I'm just obsessed. I could I go forever. I could live there if I had Me a too. lot of more money. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> I'm just I'm just so excited to experience the city also with my two friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm really excited. I feel the same. I adore New York. I could, yeah. I could live there tomorrow. It is so, it's so fun. And everybody's like, oh, it's overrated. It's so no, busy. I but it. I love that. Like, I feed off that yeah. city energy. Yeah. So, yeah. Love New York. Yes. I'm really excited. Okay, well, let us get into our favorite part. <laughs> the weekly report. The weekly report. It's time. Would you like to go first? Sure. This week? I okay. will go first. Perfect. Okay, my weekly report. I'm reading. I'm not going to say what it's called. Oh. <laughs> Secret. But um, my friend, Devin, introduced it to me. Okay. And it's a Harry Potter fanfic. Oh, dear. So Ooh, I'm not going to say It's the like name. really, it's quite PG-13. Um, the title. Yeah, no, no, it's super PG-13, the okay. title. And honestly, the book so far. But 
it's gonna get steamy Ooh, <laughs> not the harry potter characters and yeah and i'm not gonna say who it's with okay i'm oh. not gonna say anything about it right. but if you are into the harry potter fanfic lore you will probably know which <laughs> fanfic i'm talking about oh it's like well known it's, yeah oh okay i don't know i'm not a part of the it's group. okay i'll tell you later okay but i, I don't it. i don't feel comfortable saying it <laughs> that's okay we won't pressure to be out in the world forever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's it's really good and it's addicting I'm so happy for you. It's addicting. I'm, I'm happy you're enjoying it. Yes, thank you. It's really good. <laughs> um, I would recommend it, but I'm not. So, eating. I just finished all of my mom's. She made me homemade bagels and sourdough to take back oh to Kingston. Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. And I just finished them. So now I'm basically, like, hopeless for breakfast Out of foods. bagels, yeah. Yeah, because I can't. And they don't now hit the I, same probably no. once you've had the homemade sourdough. No, and I want to go huh. buy bagels and I just know that they're not going to be as good, so I'm not doing that. Fair. And so I just have to wait a couple more days till <laughs> reading week so I can yeah, get more bagels. Yeah, go home get more. Okay. I'm playing with the idea of buying silver loafers. Ooh, like chrome? Maybe not super reflective. Okay. But silver cute i can i can picture i've actually seen i feel like i've seen a pair recently i don't know if it was on i was on the coach website and i thought they had some silver ones yes yeah yeah i'm not gonna buy the coach ones but they are really nice i I am playing with that idea because i don't know if it's like a hyper fixation of right now Mm -hmm. in the past couple weeks or if it's something that i actually want and will wear for a long time that's a good point i'm just waiting a couple more weeks to see if i still want them that's mature thank you Mm -hmm. and also, I feel with sh- feel with I feel with shoes that like you have to get a good pair of shoes. Yeah. Especially like if you have knee or ankle or foot problems, like right. I do. You gotta put I, the inserts in. Yeah, I need yeah. to get inserts for all my shoes. So I just want to make sure that they're gonna stand the test of time with my inserts because I know Love my it. inserts will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, I'm obsessed with live games oh. <laughs> now um this past friday and saturday i went to go watch the volleyball games it at is the so arc. fun it was so thrilling i know and the stands are usually like pretty full right yeah like so it's a i good went time. on friday with my friends to go watch the 6 p.m like women's volleyball game yep they absolutely ate yes it was guelph they were yeah crap. they were yeah. so good and then guelph we had to leave um because it was my friend's birthday but we saw the guys warming up after they're and insane. they looked so good yeah. you need did you go to one of their games at so then we went yeah. on saturday it's good. just to watch their game they like, we got dinner incredible. and then they were so good so i good. didn't realize so we saw them practicing and we were like wow they're really mm-hmm. good and then we looked at the standings and they're so high ranked yeah so we wanted to watch the and their game on saturday so. like one of their players I won't say his name. He's he's super good though. I feel like I'm always saying his name when I'm commentating because he's getting all the points. But he's going like pro next year. No way. Yeah. No way. I felt like I was watching like honestly like an Olympic. Yeah, I know game. they're good. That's how good it and was. they're so tall. It's crazy. I was standing pretty high up, so I couldn't tell. But we were looking at the roster, and it was yeah. like six eight. Yeah, like crazy. crazy heights. And like the libero, who's always usually the shortest one on the court, he looks maybe like five feet tall in comparison. But he's actually like he? he's still like. 5'11", like, still taller than you and me. No, yeah. they, they are really good. I would, and um, Queens is hosting the men's volleyball mm-hmm, championship. The big one. In March, so I want to go watch. Yeah, like, definitely. one of the playoff games. It's so, so good. good. And it was really intense. I was, like, on the edge of my seat. I know, seat. it's always so I intense. I love it. 
Anyway, so I'm obsessed with those. And I also would recommend those. But mm-hmm. I'm recommending making your own matcha. Oh, okay. Because I decide, yes. Okay. I just, I, I observed myself spending basically all of my money on buying matchas. Mm. And they are really good. But if I could make my matcha every morning, I would save so much money. Because each matcha exam size at Kogro is six twenty two. Yeah. And... If you buy your That's matcha, tough. it's going to be anywhere from, like, 10 to $20, depending on, like, what size you get, the what milk. sort of quality. Then you buy your milk, and it's, like, that will... I've already made, like, probably 20 matchas yeah. with my one pack, and it was, like, $20. So I'm saving a lot of money, and that's what I would recommend. And that's why, you like... That's how you can, like, customize the sweetness, the milk. You're right, yeah, you'll enjoy it. How much ice you want. Exactly. Made with love every time. Exactly. So that's what I've been recommending to all of you and to my friends and then treating myself to we were also just talking about this <laughs> love island all-stars yes it's like so what right good. do i have to be watching a tv show right now at this busy time of year but i'm treating myself every to it right because it's so yeah. good uh, i am have not started the all-stars yet but we're watching love island uk at my house at the moment and i cannot wait to start the U.S. All-Stars. It's really good. It looks so good. There's I a lot of tea Island. just even in the first episode. I can't. It's it's the one with Georgia, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, I Two keep seeing Georgias, the clips. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. It's really good. I so, love it. Yeah. That's my weekly report. Beautiful. My weekly report. So, I'm not reading. <laughs> uh, I haven't been. So valid. Uh, <laughs> unless it is for academic purposes, yeah. I'm not. But I have been writing more, which I'm very happy oh about. Gosh. Just like in my little journal writing, I've been trying to write very creatively, which was kind of one of my resolutions. Because I used to love creative writing, just like short stories or little mini essays. So I have been doing that. And it's been kind of inspired by my creative nonfiction class. Um, they always give us good writing prompts and now I just kind of do it as a practice every day and it's really enjoyable. That really sounds fun. awesome. So that is what I'm doing for reading. I'm actually writing. Uh, eating. Last night, my housemates and I made brownies from a box and they are incredible and that's what I've been eating recently. Are they Betty Crocker? Yes. They oh, are. Yum. We got them at Campus One, Campus One stop, and we went in at like, I don't know, 10 p.m. last night. We're like, we need these brownies. We need to make them. And it was either we were going to go there or we we're going to go to the Bedore's convenience store, if you know it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know which one to go to. We ended up going to Campus One stop. Do you feel like you see everybody you know when you go to Campus One stop? No, because that's that's not my area. Oh, okay. See, I feel yeah. like that was our stipulation is like we don't want to see every single person we know right now when we're mm-hmm. out getting our sweet treat, but... It was fine. We only saw a couple of people we knew. And then we took it back to our house. I neighbor. feel like ca- Campus One is so much better than Bedore's. It is so much better. But Bedore's, in relation to our house, is closer. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but we ventured. I so understand. It was good. Uh, so that's what I am eating. Brownies from the box. Incredible. Playing with... I think, well, I've been playing with having like naked nails for a few (laughs) months now and my nails are not even healing, but I have really naturally short little nail beds that are like non-existent. Don't look at them. Now I'm, now I'm so (laughs) self-conscious. I won't look, I won't look. But, uh, so yes, I have not been getting acrylics or painting them or anything. I'm trying to let them heal and it's kind of nice actually. I'm starting to learn to get used to them again. Um, and I feel like I'm also playing with my hair because I'm 
been trying to do different things with it. Today I have it in two braids and a headband. No, I love it. Um, thank you. When you walked in, I was like, oh, I really like her Yeah, hair. I I don't know. I just kind of wanted to try different things. I never do my hair. Like, I never blow it out or anything. I'm just a wash and go person. So, yeah. Playing with hair. Currently obsessed with berets. Like, little <laughs> beret hats. <gasps> <laughs> and what let me tell you a funny story please tell me okay i watched um notting hill okay yeah, years ago great. Mm-hmm. actually not even years ago i think 2020 right during i remember it was during covid Four years ago. yeah actually that was a long That's time so ago weird. years ago 2020 Yesterday. i watched notting hill and i was obsessed with her beret so and cute. i was like oh i need one so i ordered one off of amazon mm-hmm. and it came it was just a black one Lovely. And I tried it on, and I have a really big head. <laughs> and it looked so stupid on me. Oh, no. It was, like, stretching, and it put an oh. imprint in my head. Oh. And my head was so big that it couldn't sit flat. Oh, uh, like, like, the little, yeah. Yeah. So, I am such an advocate for braids because they look so slay. They're so cute. But not on me. Maybe she's a bigger one. Yeah, but at or some sh- point, it's like, how big no, does you're the right. braid have to go? <laughs> yeah. It's going to look And weird. then it looks a bit comical. Yeah. Yes. I love them, though, and I'm so happy you agree. I should have said it on the 2024 ins and outs because berets berets are in. I love them. They're They're so cute. I got, or I purchased a red one from Montreal Street Collective. Oh, cute. And it's so cute, and I have worn it a couple times. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I want to wear it, but I think it's adorable. Yeah, they are really cute. Um, Recommending, I'm also recommending, or wait, no, maybe you didn't recommend a TV show. But no. you talked about Love Island. I treated myself to Yes, you treated yourself to it. <laughs> I, I'm recommending for anybody who's looking for a new TV show, The Dropout on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it is starring Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. Oh, is she, is she for, um, is it, what's it called? It's about Elizabeth Holmes. Yes, what is um, her brand? Uh, Theranos. Yes, 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 yes. It is so good. I have watched this show probably three times. Like, this is not a new thing, but I recommend this to everybody, and I just had to let everybody know, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's good acting. It's well-made. Good story. Like, it could be... I know it's a real... It's crazy that it's true. I know. It could be its own piece of fiction. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. So, yes. If you're looking for something new to watch, The Dropout, because I just watched it for the third time. That's where I found the song, um... I'm in a hurry to get things done, but I... You know that song? <laughs> no. Wait. It's called I'm in a Hurry in Brackets and I Don't Know Why by Alabama. Oh. It's such a good song and I found it from that show. No, I love finding music from TV shows, yeah. actually. Anyways, love pretend that I d- didn't say. <laughs> that was good. That was beautiful. We should put that, like, in the, in no, the caption to, like, uh, you know, clickbait it. Be like, Rebecca <laughs> sings on this episode. <laughs> I'm such an awful singer, although I wish it was a good one. That's one thing that that Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm not going to sing. But I am. This is weird. I am treating myself to. I just bought a new pair of loafers. Just black. um, Because my old ones, I I thrifted them and they're just too small. Like Mm -hmm. I tried to make it work for so long. So this pair I got um, on sale from Steve Madden. And they're really cute and really chunky, which I am excited about. I love a chunky loafer. Yeah, they just came today in the mail. Oh, cute. Very exciting. So that's what I've treated myself to, and that is my weekly report. Lovely. Okay, let us get into this week's episode. Um, This week's episode, we are going to each outline one high fashion creative director um, and do a deep dive of their journey and placement at their brand, as well as maybe some collaborations or their early life before they even started getting into fashion, etc., etc., 
So my creative director that I've chosen is Jonathan Anderson for Loewe. And I, when we were first doing this, I really didn't think I was going to choose Loewe. Mm-hmm. But recently I've been seeing so much in, like, on social media of, I just, I follow some fashion accounts and I just look at these photos and I remember being like, oh, I really like this and looked at the description and it was Loewe. And this they kept have happening. so many beautiful multiple pieces. Times. Yeah, I feel like they're become, they've always been big, but right now I keep seeing it everywhere for sure. Yeah. It wasn't like one thing that hit me, it was more so like me recognizing them doing things that I liked multiple times so I wanted to know a little bit more about Jonathan Anderson specifically Mm -hmm. so he is a northern Irish fashion designer and he grew up in northern Ireland and he split his time between there and Ibiza or Ibiza yeah whichever (laughs) one I don't know man is it I feel weird saying Ibiza I feel like I'm trying to be I don't know. European. Yeah. I'm Canadian. So he split time between there and Ibiza. Um, and that is like what he has said that has contributed a lot to the, like those contrasting environments has contributed a lot to like shape his different creative visions when it comes to designing clothing. Um, and so he was also, I didn't know this, but he was diagnosed with dyslexia in elementary school, like severe dyslexia. Wow. But he persevered and he is slaying. Mm-hmm. so he started his journey when he was 18 years old and he moved to new york to go to juilliard but actually for acting that is so cool i that is my dream if anybody knows me i have like a vision board of juilliard oh obsessed. it is incredible that's like probably the top school you could ever go to I yeah think, for acting so he got in that's and he went for amazing acting, but that's where he really discovered his love for costume design and so i don't actually know if he completed his acting degree in mm-hmm. juilliard but um, he moved back to Ireland, and this is where he got his first fashion job, working in a department store, and then he moved to London to get a degree from the London College of Fashion in 2005. So, Quite the journey. Yeah, he's moving to the big city. So he worked in just a, like, a regular department store, just as a retail mm-hmm. person? Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, and because I think, like, being around acting, like, you kind of are observing and recognizing and understanding the importance of fashion in terms of costume Mm -hmm. and I think like costume and high fashion can go hand in hand sometimes like high fashion can be costumey because you're not going to see that on regular people during the day definitely but that's where like people pull ideas and trends and colorways and pull that into their day-to-day life but I think it kind of makes sense his beginning for his love for costume design to then go into yes. high fashion, especially like Loewe, which is a very um, unorthodox, I feel like, right, recently yeah, brand. More maximalist. Yes. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so his start into fashion, after he got his degree, um, he worked at Prada as a visual merchandiser, and this is when he developed his first menswear collection for his own label, J.W. Anderson. And so I had... When I was reading this and doing, like, research for this episode, I was like, oh, J.W. Anderson is Jonathan Anderson of Loewe. I got my brother. So, J.W. Anderson did a collab with Uniqlo. Okay. Like, two or three years ago. And I got my brother, like, a matching, like, I can't remember what it's called. Like, Terry Fleece. Yeah. Sweat set. Oh, cute. From, like, the J.W. Anderson and Uniqlo collab. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I knew no that he did that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's just a little um, ane- personal anecdote. <laughs> but um, this first collection of his own for J.W. Anderson was 
very well received and this is how he received a sponsorship from um, British Fashions Council which allowed him to produce his first catwalk show at the London Fashion Week in 2010 Incredible. which is pretty crazy because he like just he <laughs> just went to broke into the industry yeah um, and so again his brand JW Anderson is gaining a lot of popularity and so he received his second sponsorship from the Fashion Council and then this popularity led to his collaboration with Topshop in 2012, which was very popular in Europe, and essentially it sold out within, like, hours of its release, hmm. and that prompted to have, that prompted them to announce, like, their second collaboration with him as well to be released the following year, and this was in 2012, and then later in 2013, Jonathan Anderson replaced Christopher Kane as the creative director for Versace's second line, Versus. Which I had no idea was even a thing. No, I didn't know. Versus, what is that? Versace's <laughs> second line? <laughs> I yeah, know. I have no idea what it was. Um, I've also never heard of that, which is weird, because Versace's a huge name, yeah. obviously. But he was chosen specifically by Donatella Versace wow. to replace Christopher Kane as okay. their creative director. That's actually incredible. <laughs> yeah, and then later in the year of 2013, LVMH took a stake in... Um, the J.W. Anderson brand, and then named Jonathan Anderson as the new creative director for Louis Bay, okay. which is a Spanish high fashion luxury brand. Um, just a little refresher about LVMH, what that even is, because I hear it all the time, but I'm I like, know, what actually everywhere. is it? So LVMH is the product of the merging of Louis Vuitton and Moet Hennessy, mm -hmm. which is like, um, they are now this French luxury goods company, and they control around 60 subsidiaries and manage like around 75 brands, including, well, of course, Louis Vuitton, Bulgari, Stella McCartney, Dior, Fendi, Givenchy, Marc Jacobs, Kenzo, Celine, <laughs> Sephora, and of course, Loewe. And also in 2019, he became a board... He became a member of the board of trustees at the Victorian Albert Museum, which I had the chance to go to this past May, and they have no the most amazing fashion exhibit. Um, I think I do remember seeing that on your Instagram, actually. It was so beautiful. Incredible. So yeah, that's a little bit about him and his time at Loewe. So he has been the creative director at this brand since 2013, and so I read this article um, written by GQ um, at the end of last year, which had named Jonathan Anderson as their designer of the year. And so they said, quote, at a moment when industry trends continued toward endlessly iterative products, Anderson instead reveled in the weirdness and comedy of clothing and closed out a string of sensational runway shows by tapping into a beguiling and novel attitude for menswear. And so when I think of Loewe, I think very recently it's like their flower motifs they mm. are using the anthurium flower which i had never known was a thing before but it's like the flower with the the long flattish petal it kind of looks yes. like a leaf but it's colored and then it has this huge stem which i found out yesterday is called an anther or mm -hmm. a pistol gotcha. um my husband who's in bio helped me out right with, okay with i was gonna say one. i feel like i remember that from grade 11 biology yeah. at some point um but this flower was the official symbol for the loewe spring summer 2023 show which you could see like people had their shirts were this one petal wrapped around them or they had them on like a bag on their shoes that's cool they had them as a mini dress I love I just, a good, like, theme yeah, that threads it was, throughout. Yeah, it was very, together. a collective theme, mm -hmm. as well as, I think, really well done. Yeah. Um, 
And there's even a huge anthurium flower in the middle of the runway. It was like oh, fake. Oh, beautiful. But it was massive. And then everything else was white. And the color was like pinky red and yeah. green. And it was just so beautiful. I this was at image. Paris Fashion Week. Um, and so he's been at Loewe for basically 10 years, which is kind of a long time for a creative director to be directing and designing for a brand because mm -hmm. as we know fashion runs off of new ideas and stylistic rebirth season after season so he has maintained Loewe at a high 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 acclaim um and he's done this consistently for 10 years and or I guess even 11 at this point on the topic of the Super Bowl Anderson designed the red look for Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show. Iconic. He did the that jumpsuit amazing. and he did the breastplate. I that. And then I think Alia, the brand, did the big the red puffer coat. that she wore yeah. at the end. Yeah. That is amazing. So he did that. And then also to kind of stick within acting, um, he did the costumes for Luca Guadagino's. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you say <laughs> yeah, that. Quite, yeah. Luca Guadagino's <laughs> <laughs> upcoming film with Zendaya and Josh O'Connor. Um, which is called Challengers. He oh, did the costumes for so that good. film. I cannot. I'm I, really I need excited to see it. for that. It's gonna be good. Um, but he also did the costumes for an earlier Luca film called Queer. Okay. <laughs> Josh O'Connor is a frequent Loewe wearer. He goes to all of their shows. He's consistently wearing their menswear. Um, and also another person I think of a lot when I think of Loewe is Taylor Russell. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that video of her like getting out of that metal jacket. Yes, that oh, was that Loewe. was so cool. And she is actually one of the brand's global ambassadors. So she okay, wears Loewe a lot. Sense, yeah. But I think it merges so seamlessly with her style. Mm -hmm. And I think those two people, Josh O'Connor and Taylor Russell, are two people who tend to like be very creative with their like fashion choices and they keep fashion like playful while it's still being like event appropriate mm -hmm. and I think it's just fun and I think that's what excites me about Loewe that uh, Jonathan Anderson works with these like younger celebrities not to say that he can't work with older celebrities yeah. but I just find that they're more willing to try new things mm -hmm. and um, up and coming he gives them like a chance and like because i remember yeah. in that video you were talking about if you've seen it, i think anna winter is kind of in the back and she kind of looks so approving of what's happening and yeah. i love that like and people so are cool. like okay taylor russell get You're your in. met in <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah that's just like a little bit about um jonathan anderson and Loewe. so yeah I love it. Jonathan I'm really Anderson. excited for yours, I have to say. Yes, I'm excited to talk about her. Um, so my creative director is Dita Refstrup from the brand Ghani. And I love Ghani so much. It is It's one of my favorites. I actually, I don't think I even own anything from them. But oh, I, God, no. I, I cannot afford, but I'm obsessed with it. Everything they make is just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But uh, Dita... She is a D Danish fashion designer, and she comes from Hertschals in Denmark, and she has been the creative director at Ghani since 2007, Whoa. which is almost like 17 years. Is she the founder of Ghani? No. So oh. actually, the company was originally a cashmere textile producer okay. uh, owned by some guy that I can't remember his name now, but so she came in, um, and then later, a couple years later, her husband joined her. Mm -hmm. um, at the at the company and together they kind of transformed it into what it is today which yes. is like a globally renowned fashion brand yes i did know that there were a couple yes because i saw their architectural digest at their yes house. i did too Beautiful. it's incredible i yeah. just they have such good taste mm -hmm. which makes sense why she is such a good creative director yes. 
But so for her early life, after high school, Jita moved to Copenhagen from her little town of Herschel's, and she became a trainee in buying and retail and design at the Danish fashion brand called Bruins Bazaar. And I had never heard of that one before, so Me neither. I'm not sure. I'm sure it's a smaller one. But she also spent time in Paris and then later worked as another buyer for um, Pita and Stoffer, and then Flying A, which are both fashion um, stores in uh, Copenhagen and then she eventually took on the role of creative director at Ghani which is interesting because it's also kind of the non-conventional route to fashion and I think so many creative industries have just non-traditional mm-hmm. ways you can get into the industry for sure um, and although it wasn't that traditional route she said that it really helped her understand a lot about how and why people dress the way they do mm-hmm. which I guess kind of makes sense like if you're constantly being a buyer and buying for other people you could really get into the mind of like the consumer that's true I feel like being a buyer would be very difficult but if it works out well and you're good at your job I feel like it's such a good so helpful to know what people want and like why they want it um and she also says that her Copenhagen roots are essential to her design process kind of like what you were saying about uh Jonathan Anderson like was formed by where he lived she was very much her designs are formed by where she was brought up. And a quote from her that I found from um, Liberty Online is, Scandinavians have managed to democratize design without compromising quality or aesthetics by effortlessly combining looks with abilities. So it's, she's all about the functionality of pieces, but also being so cool and effortless, but not boring and everyday and Mm -hmm. not basic, I guess, as well. (laughs) And I personally love the Scandinavian style. I love Copenhagen style. I want to go there one day. It's a dream Me too, travel yeah. destination. It's beautiful. Um, so I always use, use it for inspiration. And I definitely use Ghani for inspiration as well. So as I kind of mentioned before, she's married to um, Nikolaj Refstrup. And the two are such a power couple because he is the CEO. Uh, he came on in 2009. For Ghani, and so he's CEO, she's the creative director. It's incredible. It's a love story. I love it. It's so cute. And so together they took over ownership of Ghani and they transformed the company into the cult classic, amazing fashion brand it is today. And as well, they both have a huge passion for the environment and sustainability, which I'll talk about in a bit. And they have um, moved the company to optimize sustainable practices mm-hmm. and um, allowed it to really take on more green values I guess which is really admirable as well so like I said I love the brand Ghani I like it because it's eclectic and fun and cool and I feel like when I think of it there's just a million different things that come to mind like it could be like slick uh silk slip dresses or like really chunky boots or super oversized fuzzy sweaters or little like Prairie dresses. Combinations yes, too, always yeah. such bright colors mm-hmm. and just like it makes me feel happy. And actually, it's interesting because I think Denmark is one of the ha- happiest countries or something. Yes, I have heard that. Yeah, so maybe that ties in. But the fusion of everything that makes up Ghani, I think, is what makes it so special and unique. And I think it's what makes people like it. So, yes, oh, the original Ghani was founded by Franz Trusland in 2000 before it kind of got away from the cashmere and went more towards the higher fashion side. Uh, Ghani is described by fashion analysts as a luxury brand, so it has the lower end prices um, between like generally affordable retailers and then the more high fashion brands like Dior or luxury 
uh, fashion houses. So they're saying that it makes it a really good sweet spot. It's in between. I know as students, the affordability <laughs> is definitely a bit questionable for us because I definitely cannot afford it. But um, it's interesting that it's not as high end as it could be, I guess. Yeah. Um, to me, it's always had that unique cool girl vibe which I really like because I think the pieces are different and they're not what everybody else is wearing and as well it is partly owned by LVMH which we have heard a lot about mm -hmm. it sounds like they own basically everything everything um and the brand focuses on contemporary ready-to-wear pieces so instead of leaning towards like that traditional Scandinavian style which is more minimalistic and includes a lot of black or neutrals which I do love as well uh Ghani's designs feature playful pops of color and prints and they put like a fresh magical whimsical take on things that would be everyday staples mm -hmm. and I think Copenhagen as a whole is actually their style in general has changed and I think a lot of it is due to Ghani like Ghani is such a thing that put Copenhagen on the map and now you see fashion from Copenhagen and it's a lot of that colorful prints and like loud vibrant fabrics yeah and I think even before Ghani like Scandi style Copenhagen style had always been a thing but I think and it had been its own but I feel like even just the like acceptance of Ghani by people who live in Scandinavia and Copenhagen has shown like how much that it reflects their personal style yes definitely and it yeah, it just reflects that happiness and the joy that, you know, the world, the globe associates with Denmark and Copenhagen. And I also love that the company is very sustainable and very um, earth conscious. It's a part of the Danish fashion ethical charter and a member of the Sustainable Apparel Co Coalition. And in 2022, Ghani committed to working directly with suppliers to invest in ways to mitigate carbon emissions. And all of these things were kind of implemented by uh, Dita and her husband when he came on as well because they have this shared passion for the environment um, In 2022 they entered into a partnership with Infinited Fiber Company and they wanted to transform textile waste into a higher quality fiber So it's not the turnover rate isn't as intense and you're using pieces for longer and they also have, as part of its sustainability drive, Ghani is reintroducing its past season prints and fabrics with modifications, which you don't really see. I feel like a lot of high fashion brands, they you don't want to see what they had last season. And this is a good example of being sustainable and using things from last season to make something new. Mm -hmm. And um, to also enhance their inclusivity, they launched its plus size clothing lineup from European size 32 to 52 to enhance inclusivity, which I think is also interesting as many high fashion European brands don't have that. Um, yeah. I was I was looking for sure in my research. Yeah. Um, specifically for Ghani, something that I was really excited about that you were doing um, their creative director, but I have an affinity towards Ghani because of their, um, I don't know if it's like a subsidiary, but it's called Ghani Lab mm -hmm. and they have like Instagram Ghani.lab, but it basically shows because Ghani is so sustainable and specifically their textiles and their material, they have this whole team that I guess is called Ghani Lab that develops these like new fabrics and they nor normally like part biological or fully biologically derived. Um, and I think it's so cool. And they just give you, like, all the information on the material, as well as also on that Ghani Lab page. They do, like, keep, keep up and, like, refreshment of um, 
the items that you may have, like, bought from this brand. Mm -hmm. So, like, their cowboy boots or, like, their sweater, how to keep it in its same condition. Oh, yeah, I love that. Rather than kind of just letting you fend for yourself with it, which I think a lot of brands do because then you're buying more. Exactly, yeah. But, um, yeah, so definitely very admirable from Ghani. And, yes, they definitely, they use a lot of, like, vegan leather, but also... The, they use grape skin derived from winemaking as an alternative to leather, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. Um, and so Dita's time at Ghani, as I said, it's been almost 17 years, which is wild. And it's also, a t- I think, a testament to who she is, that she could keep the brand interesting and relevant for so long. And I feel like everything they do is great. Mm-hmm. But she felt like there were two Scandinavian-style routes back in 2007. She thought there was the androgynous or boho chic and she couldn't recognize herself or the girls she was inspired by in either one of those styles. So she decided to create something new and do that through her company of Ghani. She wants to aim to take the exclusivity and snobbiness out of fashion. I was listening to a podcast that she was on and she was saying um, in the fashion world she always thinks like she finds that it's cool to be cruel which I was like oh that's like so so true yeah interesting and I hear it all the time too from the fashion industry like sad stories and how it's such a tough industry to live and work in um so I like that her mission is to be kind of a light amidst the some of the cruelty that definitely goes on yeah um she wants to create her brand to be welcoming democratic and just a good place for her employees and consumers to collaborate and exist and enjoy fashion together and she uses the uh that word democratic a lot actually i find which uh, is pretty cool because i think it's like she's letting her her consumers her audience kind of inform what she makes which and, is so smart and yes. like we were saying sustainable mm-hmm. to not produce without knowing that there's demand for what you're like making exactly and i think she really does that through a lot of collaborating with other brands and other mm-hmm. creative directors as well. I think that's one of the main things, or at least that I, when I think of Ghani, I think they, of all of the collabs they've done, and that's something that Dita has organized. She's done many campaigns, editorials, and collabs, like the Ghani X Levi's collab. I remember this one. Yes, with uh, Emma Chamberlain, and I've included a little photo in my notes, yeah. but maybe we can put it on the Instagram. Um, it was titled Grow Up, and it was garden-inspired, very much Mother Nature vibes, and all of the pieces were made with at least 55% organic cotton and natural dyes, which were created from real plants and minerals using water-saving techniques. So, yeah, yet again, another sustainable campaign, mm-hmm. and the photos are just beautiful. I love them. I love, and I love all the pieces as well. It was just, mm-hmm. it was gorgeous. And Emma Chamberlain. Yes, love her. It can't get better. Um, they did a collab with Dr. Martens, so Ghani x Dr. Martens, they did Ghani x Depop, uh, so Ghani and Depop together, they selected six designers from within the app, and they decided to rework pieces from past Ghani collections to create new Peter Pan collars, actually, so the entire collection was these fun Peter Pan type collars that you could add to any outfit, and it, w- it is very Ghani if you, yeah. if you look at them, um, and they're super fun and cute, and I thought that was a really interesting way to I love collaborate. Um, I just pulled up the Ghani Lab post, because I remember, yes. now that you said Ghani X Doc, Doc, Doc Martens, I remember mm-hmm. seeing a photo of them, and they said, on their caption, step forward in recycled polyester and leather-free boots. Vibrant, iconic, and loud, the 8i Jaden boot undergoes a playful transformation crafted from a blend of recycled polyester and leather-free alternative materials that are exceptionally hard-wearing, told true to our commitment to phase out virgin leather by the end of 2023. 
As in line with Ghani's commitment to working with or switching to the best alternatives to conventional materials available, Dr. Martin's long-term goal is to only use durable materials coming from credible, recycled, renewable, or regenerative sources. Love it. Yes. And the boots are super cute. Super cute. Yeah. No, I really like it. And they can you can see they have both the both brands, both brands on yes. them, so they're a special edition. Um, another shoe brand that they did with us, uh, mm, another shoe brand that they collaborated with was New Balance. And so Dita worked with the New Balance creative team to release three pairs of Ghani X New Balance sneakers. And that was in spring 2022. And the collection literally sold out in minutes, like three minutes, which is kind of crazy. Um, Ghani X Juicy Couture collab, which is so out of left field. I feel like they're so opposite in a way, but also it's so cute. It makes so much sense. And Dita said in a quote to Vogue, that Juicy is the epitome of West Coast fabulousness, and Ghani signifies the Scandi 2.0 way of dressing, full of contrast and personality. I think there's an unexpectedness in the juxtaposition of the two brands that makes it work, and it feels fun and fresh. For me, if my heart is in it, we just go for it. And I love that. Oh, I love that. She is so... Every quote that she says has something like that, like very inspirational, Mm -hmm. very much like just do it if you love it and it'll work out. Yeah. And I like that she's not afraid to shy away from things that, you know, like Juicy Couture, mm-hmm. which is seems so anti-Ghani, but also she is so down yeah. to make something beautiful out of it. Um, so like you were saying, the you were talking about the Ghani Lab. They also have a portion of their website called uh, Ghani Girls. Um, so Dita and her brand have such a cult following that lovers of Ghani have dubbed themselves Ghani girls and they use the hashtag hashtag Ghani oh, girls all so over social sweet. media it's so cute and she kind of took this trend created by her consumers and added a section to their website and it's called Ghani girls around the world and it's a monthly little segment and it features Ghani girls from around the globe who share their inspiration and stories with the community and there's really just interesting women on there from actors to chefs or musicians writers i i love going on there when i discovered it i was like this is so cool so Mm -hmm. definitely check it out and there's always such an interesting person being featured and to kind of finish things off on dita refstrup her go-to look that i discovered online that she did in an interview she loves a perfectly fitting comfy dress big sunglasses but she prefers celine sunglasses and just sneakers so I think just like Ghani, she is so effortlessly cool yeah. and she could put anything on like sneakers and a, and a dress and she would be the coolest person in the mm-hmm. room. But yeah, that is Dita Restrup at Ghani. Awesome. I love that. Okay. Well, we're going to go into some honorable mentions yes. of other designers. Do you want to start? Sure. So I put Daniel Lee from Burberry. I just remember seeing him announced as creative director and I was like, that is so exciting because he just looks so young and Mm -hmm. he's so kind of like out of nowhere, but it just gives me hope for um, like uh, people trying to break into the fashion industry. And I love Burberry. I think it's a really classic and cool brand. Like it's, I really like it. Definitely very classic. So I'm interested to see, because it's still very recent, like last, Mm -hmm. last year, I'm interested to see what he does. Yes. Um, I put down Harris Reed for Nina Ricci. I love Harris Reed. I wrote an article about them for um, QFIN, I think, like, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with them. They are so amazing. <laughs> I just can't say enough, like, amazing words about them. <laughs> I was really, really, really excited when their design 
they worked with um, Iman for the Met Gala. Yes. She was wearing the, all the gold. Incredible. And the headpiece, and oh, it's splayed so out. Good. I love the motifs that Harris Reid uses in a lot of their um, designs, and I'm just obsessed. So that's what, who I was going to do, but I already know a lot about them, and I already wrote an article about them, so I just wanted to break out of the space. <laughs> but um, I also put Muchia Prada and Raffsimmons for Prada, but also Muchia Prada for Miu Miu. Yes. And then, Which I was also, yeah, going to put down. Yeah. So incredible. And then Pharrell Williams for Louis Vuitton, because mm-hmm. also super new. Um, he had a really good, like, oh, first such show. Such a good breakout fashion show. I think yeah. we talked about it in our fashion wrap-up, yeah. even. And I, yeah, I loved it as well. It was so, it was, it was iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and very Pharrell Williams. Like, super. I like that he's in the fashion space now. Yes. It's cool. Um, also, did you see that, um, did you see that Muchia was on, she's on the cover of, Yes. March Vogue, yes. which is super cool. And I'm so excited because now yeah. I have a Vogue subscription, so yes. I'll get it yeah. when I go home for reading week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I saw, like, I was on the Instagram, the Instagram today, and, I, Instagram. and she was all over the Vogue Instagram. Yeah, and they were saying, like, her second brand off of Prada is Miu Miu, mm-hmm. and Miu Miu is what, like, her family used to call her when she was younger. Stop, really? Because her name is Muchia. Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. Love it. I put down Johnny... Johansson for Acne Studios just because I love Acne Studios. Every single editorial I see that they do, I think it's the coolest thing ever. I like a good futuristic kind of brand too, and I think they very much are. Um, they've been around for a bit, and I think they're like very popular at the moment, so I had to give them some credit for sure. And then also Teddy Santis for Emmy Leon Dor or Aim Leondor. <laughs> Not sure how to pronounce that one. But I love I love all the stuff that he does. It's a menswear brand, but um, some things can be unisex. They have really good pieces. Yeah. And I like the colors, too. I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Very urban. And I like that. Mm-hmm. So true. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the end of our episode. I don't think we have anything on our Cufin rundown. No, I don't. Not at the moment. Yeah. Everyone's busy with the midterms. So and true. It's busy over here at Queens, yes. but... But yeah, that was so much fun. I love talking about creative directors. I could talk about it all day. I know, me too. It's so interesting. This episode was super fun. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you in a couple more weeks for our next episode. Episode 7. I can't wait. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Um, We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.